Well, like I said, happy Father's Day to all of you. Um, we do an inclusive Father's Day here where all of you guys, I say happy Father's Day to because all of you are a father to somebody. You make a difference in somebody's life. So thank you for doing that to all of you guys out there. So as a gift to all of you guys, I'm going to talk to the ladies in the room for today. So y'all, y'all can like nap, go, we'll put on some sports outside. No, stick around because you'll want to hear this also. But, th- but this one's specifically for the women. Because I, I want to help you understand men. So I'm going to be here for the next five hours, and we'll continue it tomorrow. No, okay. Like, seriously, how many times have you looked at your husband, your dad, your brother, and just be like, what is going on in that head of yours? And why do you fart so much? Well, I can't help you on the second one. That's just how we roll, okay? But I can help you on the first one. That's what we're talking about today, is what men really want. Now, this is, this is the second half. This is kind of the partner sermon that my wife gave back on Mother's Day about what women really want. So if you weren't here on Mother's Day, if you were off celebrating with your mom, it's up online. Go listen to that one along with you're here and you can listen to this one. Um, so I, I want to shed some light. I want to help you understand what men really want. Now, this isn't going to be a deep Bible teaching Sunday. I'm going to kind of take a break from my normal routine, um, and I want to share with you some things that I've observed over the years. I've observed in myself, and I've observed in talking with people. Because, see, now, I I acknowledge, okay, I'm going to admit this, a middle-aged, balding, overweight white guy isn't exactly the pinnacle of masculinity. Okay, I get that. But... I've ha- I have a few years of experience being a man, okay? and I think I've figured it out by now, or at least half of it. So I've got a few years' experience, and I've talked with a lot of guys over the years, and more importantly, I've listened to a lot of guys over the years. And I've started to notice five themes that seem to come up over and over again, whether this is married guys, single guys, in my youth ministry days, here here in kind of the, the young couples and older singles and, and older, older guys. But there, I've noticed five things seem to come up over and over and over again. So I want to share those with you today. Okay. And so, so, guys, you get a chance to hear this. And if you're hearing things that you agree with, feel free to, to nudge like your wife or your girlfriend that you came to. Start poking and make sure that she's taking really good notes on her phone. Okay? But don't get cocky because I'm going to have to, if so, I'm going to have to come out there and make you rewatch Buffalo's lesson. Okay? So don't you get cocky on me here. Uh, but, but feel free, you can listen along. And if you agree, Go ahead and nod and be like, yeah, listen up, this one's, okay, definitely. So here it is. Here's the secret to understanding all men. Five things that men really want. Are you ready? Here it is. Grilled meat, big expensive toys, a secret fishing spot, no honeydew list, and lots of sex. Okay, amen, problem solved. Okay, no, no, no. Now, I mean, sure, that sounds pretty good. I'm not, I, I doubt I would find a single guy that, would, that wouldn't turn away any one of those things at a certain point. So, but believe it or not, ladies, us guys, we're actually a lot deeper than that. Now, we love some of that stuff. But 
what we really, see, that's what we want. Today, I want to talk about what we really want. It's what we want that's beneath the surface. It's that's what we want, but nah, you know what? Dig a little deeper under the hood, and you can see what our deepest desires are, our deep longings. And I know it sometimes, we sometimes can come across like we're, we're kind of shallow. We're pretty simple guys. We're just like a few simple things. But that doesn't mean we don't have deep longings down in our heart and soul. And that's what I want to talk about today. Okay? So, so here's the real list. We're going to start off with the first one. If this is what men really want first, to be admired. So whatever men you have in your life, let them know that you're proud of them. We as guys, we deeply long to be admired, to be respected, to be looked up to. And this applies just as much to your husband, to your partner, to your dad, to your brother, even to your son. We long to be admired. So let them know, let them know that you are proud of their accomplishments. Let them know that you are proud of his hard work. That you're proud of what he does on the job at the house. That you're proud of whatever he works on, whatever he works toward, whatever he puts time into. Let him know that you notice that, that you recognize that. And you really admire that in. Look for the best in the men around you. It's something I see so often where, especially for married couples, dating couples, and that it's really easy to see the flaws in us men because we tend to have a lot of them. So it's really easy to see the negative, but I want to encourage you. Catch your, the men in your life, catch your husbands, catch your dads, your sons, doing something great, and thank them for that. Admire and respect them. Let them know that you are proud of them. So you know one of the best ways to do this, the single best way to do this, speak well of them in public. Speak well of them in public. You know, so ladies, have you ever been in this situation? You're, maybe you're getting together with some girlfriends, or you're in, the, you're in the kitchen cooking while the men are in the living room chatting, and, and you start kind of griping about your husbands or complaining about your dads, and it just kind of becomes a gripe session. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Avoid that with everything you have, and make a commitment to speak well of your husbands, your dads, your sons, your brothers. Speak well of them in public. You know, for, for me, when this moment crystallized, it was, about, it was about 15 years ago, I was at a dinner party with some friends, and all married friends, it was about four couples sitting around a table, and we've known each other for a number of years, and, and, and a great dinner, we're just catching up, and then all of a sudden, somehow the conversation started to shift toward husbands. And each of the wives started taking, taking those little light-hearted, half-joking jabs at their husbands and the things they do. And uh, ladies, wives, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
You know, you laugh about it, but you know there's some truth in it where you're taking little shots at your husband. And, and all of the ladies were doing this, and everyone was laughing, and, and the guys, we were kind of laughing along. But you know what? I looked around, and I could see the guys at the table. We were just dying in that moment. Because all of a sudden, because we're just getting, just getting crushed here. And we're all laughing about it. Uh, you know, one of the best gifts, one of the most amazing gifts that Pafua gave me early in our marriage is that she made a commitment to never speak negatively about me in public. And it's true. So no matter where we go, if, it, if the conversations ever steer toward that, that kind of criticizing husbands, she's not a part of it. And that is an amazing gift she has given me. So I have absolute confidence that no matter where she goes, she's not, she's not going to be throwing me under the bus just to commiserate with some other ladies. Now, it doesn't mean she doesn't talk to others about the stupid things I do, because I do plenty of them. But, but that's to seek out help and how, how, do I, how do I understand, how do I accept him, how do I not lash out at him? But it's not, how do I criticize him? So that's the first one. Make a commitment, whether it's your dad, whether it's your husband, your brother, whoever it is, your son, that annoying uncle who always seems to make things difficult in your family. Imagine what if you were to make a commitment to never speak negatively about them in public. It'll transform the way you think. So that's the first thing. And I think every man in this room deeply wants is to be admired. So let them know that you're proud of them. Second, the second thing the guys deeply want is to be trusted. Let him know that you find him reliable. Okay, now, I know, I know what you're thinking, ladies. But what if he's not reliable? He constantly forgets things. I ask him to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's true. I know that's true because I live that. Okay? Well, before lives that. It's true. I constantly forget things. I clearly do not have enough brain power in here. I, I, like, my gigs are full. I'm done for. So there's constantly a, there is bread left at the store. There's letters that never get in the, into the mailbox. There's trash that doesn't get taken out on the night before trash day. Okay. But despite all of that, we still deeply long to be trusted. So you know the solution? You know the solution? Find where they can succeed. Find things where, where you can trust them, where, where give people an opportunity, give the men in your life an opportunity to succeed. Knowing will blow it. Not every time. And I hope that, that you blow it a little less this year than you did last year. And, and maybe you remember a few more things, and I can remember a few more things now than I did before. But understand, no matter how much you want to push against it, how much even the men in your life don't deserve it, we long to be trusted. And, I, and that's something Pavoy has struggled with for 24 years of marriage. 
is how do you trust a guy who keeps forgetting stuff? And you know what the answer is? You keep trusting him. Because the alternative is destructive. You either distrust, which means whenever you, you ask, ask him to do something, then you get anxious or controlling, nagging, and you, and, and you start hovering, and then it's a lose-lose. Or you don't rely on them anymore, and you just handle it all yourself, because that's easier. Sure, but it's not better. What's better is to allow the men in your life to be trusted and let, let them know that you find them reliable, despite all of our failures, past, present, and future. So find ways they can win. Find, find win-wins for the guys around you. Because we deeply want to be trusted. Third, the third thing that men deeply want is to be released. Let him know that you support his desire for adventure. So ladies, did you know that? That almost all of the guys in here have a deep desire for adventure. Now, for some people, that means doing crazy things. You're rock climbing and skydiving and, and nutso, things like that. Okay, that's not quite my style, but you know what? Like, adventure to me is let me see if I could carry all 20 bags into the house at once. And I just go, I'm stacking them under my arm. I'm hanging them around my neck. Like, let me do something awesome and carry all of the bags in. Because you know what? That's adventure. It's risk. There, there's a part, and see, this is the thing about adventure, is for us guys, it makes us feel alive. To know that there is some risk. Okay, yeah, I might drop the ice cream. But you know what? I'm willing to go buy more ice cream. I want to see if I could get everything. And, and, and you know you, you've done that before because it, feel, it feels amazing when you can get everything in one trip and you don't have to walk out to the, back to the car. Now, that is cool. That is good. And I know women, like, you're, you're just shaking your heads at that. Be like, take two trips. I'm like, no. So invent, no matter what your adventure is, chances are it's in you. I mean, think, why do, you think, why do you think so many men love to go fishing, hunting, be outdoors? Both of those things, fishing and hunting, that is adventure. It's the thrill of the hunt. It's trying to outsmart your opponent, whether it's a deer or a fish. And then the thrill of the catch. Your adrenaline starts pumping, and you're trying to reel it in, and, and it's fighting you, and, and the other guys are, are getting excited for you, and then you reel one in, and the whole boat cheers, and you take pictures, because that's exciting. It gets, it gets our blood flowing, and it makes us feel alive. Because you see, American society right now is very tame. Our world that we live in is very sanitized. There's very little risk in our world today. And I think that's why some of us guys, that we long, we long for something that, that is risky. Something that gets the blood flowing and gets, it, gets us excited. 
I am, I'm absolutely convinced that's one of the reasons why so many guys love video games. Think about it. Like, how could you play a video game, sit there for like five hours playing Fortnite or something, okay? Think about it. The reason is, it's an adventure. That, that if you get into a game enough, it feels like life and death. It's virtual life and death, but it's still life and death. And for most guys, that is the only time they feel that all day. Because the rest of, the, rest of their life is very tame and controlled. So, I mean, being Father's Day here, I, I often think of my father-in-law. Okay? He grew up in Laos. He's, he's an older man now. But I imagine his life back in Laos. Hiking through the jungle for miles. Through uncharted territory. Hunting to know that, that he's got to catch something to feed the family that, that day. Or building stuff with his bare hands. And I think of what an adventure some of those things are. And then, they, so my wife's family came to the States in, in 75. And, and then my dad started a well, my father-in-law started a welding job in a factory. And he welded for over 20, next 20 years. He was there at a big machine welding. And I thought, I, and I wondered if he missed those adventures. I wondered if he missed that risk, that danger, that excitement. And now he's an old man, he, and he doesn't go hunting, he doesn't go fishing anymore. And, then, and when I go over and I, I can tell he still longs to do that. One of his favorite things to make are little, little squirrel traps. You ever seen those? It's on a long stick. He like carves out a long stick and then puts a little thing on the end of it. And he never uses them. But he's got like 20 of them. He's constantly making new ones. And I, I think that's a little part of him holding on to the life of adventure that he used to have. And I think it's true for all of us. For all of us guys. And so, so for all of you ladies out there, the men in your life desire adventure. So they want to be released. They want to be released to go for that. Now, I will say, okay, guys, do not abuse this. Okay? This is not permission from pastor to go fishing on your anniversary, to pick fishing open over Mother's Day. No. No, not to play video games all night to 2 a.m. No, this is, so do not do this. Do not use my name for that, okay? That is all you. <laughs> but ladies, release them. Let them know that they can have some adventure because we long for that. Fourth, the men in your life, they deeply want to be connected. Let him know that you enjoy him. So wives, let me ask, do you enjoy your husbands? How about for all of you ladies, do you enjoy your dad? Now I'm not talking about in the way like, oh here, here, sit down, let's enjoy one another. That was a really weird verb I learned when, I, when we came out to the Twin Cities and started hanging around with all of our family. That it's a, it's a, use, it's a verb used by a lot of Hmong families. I don't know if yours get this same thing, but 
enjoy one another is code for sit quietly in the living room and talk. It, it, like, don't go run, don't let the kids go run outside. No, come enjoy, come on, let's enjoy them. That was kind of, so I always find that a little weird. Like, that's what enjoying is, is sitting around the living room talking. Um, no, I'm talking, do you enjoy being with them? Do you enjoy doing things with them? Do you actually enjoy their person? Because men, we want that. I think a lot of women feel and have this impression that men, we don't care about being as connected as women do. Now, that's partly true. But what's not true about it is this idea that we don't care about being connected. Here's kind of the secret for ladies if you haven't learned this yet. Men, we also want to be connected. But the way we connect is different than the way you all connect. Sitting around the living room talking, not a great way for us guys to connect. Going out and doing something, awesome. Even if it's going out in the backyard setting up chairs for the party. Two or three of us go out and do that and setting up the tent, the tables. Those two or three guys will feel connected by the end of all of that. Because guys, fundamentally, we, for a lot of us, we connect by doing things. Now, we connect by talking as well, but we also connect by doing things together. So if you want to connect with your husbands, your brothers, your boyfriends, your cousins, your sons, sure, talking is okay, but let's go do something together. Um, I remember back when I was in computers, I was working a typical nine to six job. I'd come home and, and I, I will have spent most of the day kind of cubicleville working and then talking to my team lead and me, the other coworkers. And, and, and I get back home and I just want to decompress. I want to relax a little bit. But Pamphoa, who hasn't seen me for like nine hours, she wants to talk. So when we first got married, this was a constant problem of ours. I would want to come home and plop in front of the TV, and she would immediately start talking to me. So here's what happened during the day. So I was talking to Nepe, and I was just like, oh, please, give me a break. I just spent like 45 minutes in traffic. I need to decompress. Um, so then, and she would talk, because my wife is a talker. If any of you know that, that's what she's awesome at. <laughs> she talks. And finally, we realized, I just need some downtime, and then I can re-engage talking and doing. One of the other things that before loves to do is, so we're night owls, and I don't have a, a regular hour job here, and so we're night owls. We regularly stay up till 1 a.m., 2 a.m. That's kind of normal for our weird life. And so before loves to talk about really deep things at 1 a.m. in the morning. We're sitting in bed, and she turns over, and, and I, can, I can tell when they're coming, because she asks, do you ever wonder? I just say no. I don't even need to hear the rest of that sentence, because <laughs> I can guarantee whatever is going to come out of her mouth has never crossed my mind before. But it's 1 a.m., okay? There is only one thing I want to do at 1 a.m., and that's sleep. Okay, well, two things I'd be willing to do at 1 a.m., Okay, but, but she wants to talk and share, and I'm like, oh, this is not, I am not into this. Now, let us get a good night's sleep. 
I'll go down, cook us some breakfast. We'll go hang out, talk, take the dogs for a walk. Let's get walking around and, and I'll talk. I'm more than willing to do that because that's doing some stuff. And that's, that's kind of how a lot of us guys work. Now, not all of us. This isn't a blanket stereotype because some of you I know, some of you love to connect with deep conversation, especially depending on your personality profile and, and some of the things you enjoy. But I can tell you, a lot of us guys, we're much more comfortable doing things with each other. So let the men in your life know that you enjoy them. You don't have to necessarily enjoy all the things they do, but enjoy them and find some stuff to do together. Next. Next is your men, the, the men in your life, they want to be needed. Now, what do I mean by this? Let him know that you value what he brings to the relationship. Let him know that you value what he brings to the relationship. You see, there's a, there's a trend right now in America as a whole, and Hmong families have sort of followed suit, but there's a trend that says that men are kind of unnecessary. That men can be sort of put to the side, especially as, as women have become um, more educated, more informed, stronger voices. They're welcomed into more areas of the public sphere. And we see this in marriages, where all of a sudden the men kind of become secondary or sometimes even felt like they're unnecessary. And this, this is especially true if you are a competent woman, which is probably a majority of you, especially compared to us incompetent men. Okay? But if you, if you are a competent woman, you need to understand that it's really easy for you to kind of push men aside. Whether it's your husband, whether it's a brother, whether it's your dad, and just say, you know what, I don't really need your help. I'd rather do it myself. Because it's just going to be harder if you come and help. I'm going to have to explain things to you. You're going to do something that I'm going to have to correct it because you didn't do it right. And it's just this, this, so I'd rather just do it myself. And all of a sudden, especially in a marriage, all of a sudden, if that starts happening enough, all of a sudden, us guys begin to think, am I really necessary here? If she's just going to take it over, what am I doing here? And that's kind of a crisis that I think a lot of men feel um, that we deeply desire. We want to make a difference. We want to feel significant. We want to feel like we bring something to the table. But a lot of times we can feel unimportant. We can feel dismissed. We can feel like we don't bring anything to the relationship. This is something Pafo and I have struggled with a lot. Um, I am married to a very competent woman. The truth is, if the CMA ordained women, she would be probably pastoring this church and I'd be like working the cafe or something. She is that good. And it's hard to be married to someone who is that competent. And one of the things that we constantly struggle with is my feeling like I don't really bring anything to the table. And so she has, to, she has to always kind of be on her guard not to fall into that trap. And we did that a lot more early in our marriage, 
She wasn't quite as aware of this, and so I got pushed to the side a lot. I felt very unimportant. I felt like I could just disappear in her life, and and even the marriage would just keep continuing. (laughs) Like that's how how kind of unimportant I felt at times. So, So ladies, recognize the men around you, whether your husbands, your brothers, your dads. Recognize what they, they bring to the relationship. So like for me, I, I want to know that I, I can do more in our relationship than open jars, kill spiders, and get things off really high shelves. Now I'm glad to contribute that to the relationship, but I would like to think I've, I could do a little bit more than that. And so constantly, so for you ladies out there, constantly look for opportunities. Look for places where you can affirm and recognize what they bring to the relationship. And if you are extra competent, then be careful. Because before you know it, you could be, you could be indirectly sending the message that the guys around you are kind of unnecessary because you could handle it all yourself. So watch out for that. Now, now ladies, if you're just as absent-minded as the guys, then it's a great partnership, okay? But if not, watch out, because we, we desperately want to be needed. All right. So there you have it. Five things, five things that, men we deeply, really want. Let's review them for a sec. First, to be admired. Let him know that you're proud of him. That's why I love affirmations in marriage, in relationships, is affirm them. Let him know that you are proud of what he does. Second, men want to be trusted. Let him know that you find him reliable. Even when we screw up. Don't give up on us. Third, to be released. Let him know that, that you, you support his desire for adventure. Let him have some risk. Let him have some adventure. Fourth, we, we deeply long to be connected. But our way of connecting is just a little different than your way of connecting. And lastly, we want to be needed. We want to know that we're valuable. We want to know that we bring something to the relationship. So recognize that. Now, since it is Father's Day, um, I I, want to challenge you to think about these these five things and actually pick some men in your lives. Now, men, you can also think about this for some of the men in your lives as well, but we tend to do these things a little easier because here's a big secret about humans, all of us. We do the things we deeply desire. Do you know that about yourself? You do the things you long for because there's a sense in us where we will do things and we hope people do the same thing back to us. So, guys, we tend to do this a little better and a little easier, but so women, here you go. So I want to start out thinking about your dad. So here's the question. It's going to be fill in the blank. My dad... Most wants to be what? 
Now, if your dad is no longer with you, that's okay, and I'm sorry. My heart goes out to you, on a, especially on a day like today. But for the rest of you, think about it for a moment. That if your dad's still with you, what's, what's one, not all five, just one thing that your dad would most love to receive from you? Is it to be admired, trusted, released for adventure? Connected by doing things or needed? What is it for your dad? Do you have one? You want to know an amazing Father's Day gift? Forget the cards and the ties and the this and the that. Pick something on that list. Give that to your dad today. It'll absolutely make his day. So do you have one? Don't, don't get out of here without picking one. Okay, you got it? Okay. Let's talk about, for you, you wives out there, your husband, okay? My husband most wants to be what? So wives, think about it for a second. And if you, and if you don't know, ask him, because I can guarantee he knows. So what does your, your husband most want for you? And this, and this works for boyfriends as well, okay? Got one? Picked one? Don't go lazy on me. Okay. Now we'll do one more, and one more, and this one's for the moms out there. What about your son? No matter what your age, what your son's age is, what does your son most want? Think about that. Because Father's Day, we tend to think about like our dads or husbands, and but what about relating to your son? Or sons, plural. So think, pick one of those off the list. What does your son, or multiples, and if you have many sons, you probably have to pick a few because they're probably different. You got it? I don't want you to leave here without at least picking one of these that you can focus on, that you can give a gift to somebody today. Because that's the way. That's the way to make an amazing Father's Day and Uncle's Day and Grandpa's Day and Cousin's Day and Brother's Day, and just flat out Bro's Day. Okay? You got one for you? Okay, let me pray. God, I thank you for creating men. Lord, and I, I, I confess all of the wrong that we have done, Lord. I, I confess our selfishness and our ego and our pride and our shallowness. Lord, our prejudice and our sexism, God, our insecurity, Lord, because that is not how you created us. Lord, so redeem us from ourselves. Redeem us, men, from our sins. God, instead, let us be great representatives of you. Great images of Christ. Lord, I pray for all the women in here who have dads and husbands and brothers and sons. Lord, that you can open their eyes and help them understand us. God, give them grace for us and give them deep love and deep patience for us. Give them a deep desire to love us guys, just as you do.
So on this Father's Day, I also thank you that you are a great Father. We don't know why you chose to reveal yourself using a word like Father, but you did. So we recognize you as a great, loving, good Father, and we thank you. And we thank you that you are nothing like us. And you are, you are nothing like our dads. And that you represent the best of anything we can experience in men and women. So we thank you for that. I pray and I pray for all of the men and all of the women here. And lift them up in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.